This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre recorded. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special. Exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. We begin this weekend's edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause with a reminder to all of our listeners, if you miss any of today's show, You can download the podcast on Apple and on Spotify. Just search The Labor and Energy Show. We welcome everyone. Thank you, everyone, for continuing to tune in and listen and be a part of The Labor and Energy Show. As I transition over to my partner, Jay Doc, we'll talk about our upcoming summits, which are planned for the month of August and September, and that is just the start, J-Doc, of what we are going to do with these huge labor and energy summits as we bring together the world's biggest leaders. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Yes, we're we're looking forward to the uh, beginning of our labor and energy summit series, uh, which will begin in mid-August with our refinery sector summit and will be followed up uh, by our shales industry summit in September. Uh, and, and like we've talked about many times, each of the, will educate uh, our public on the benefits, the details, and the importance of maintaining our traditional energy sources uh, while still addressing our environment and transitioning into a world of renewables. So couldn't be more excited about that. Lots more to come uh, as we get closer. Uh, Every week, we have the opportunity to talk to uh, our top leaders in in labor, energy, and politics about the importance of working together and maintaining a balance between our traditional energy resources and renewables as we navigate the the slippery slope of energy in America. Of course, uh, we we talk about about uh, caring about the environment and and technologies and, and standards that will allow us to do that while still maintaining our infrastructure, our energy uh, infrastructure in America and not shooting ourselves in the foot and tearing down what has taken over 100 years to build in the process. Uh, We also talk about uh, maintaining our energy independence in the process. Um, Under different circumstances, we might be talking. So today we're going to be talking about uh, solar energy, um, you know, solar panels, and, and, and under different circumstances, we might be talking about using quality union labor for many of the solar projects, uh, many of the future solar projects, and, and we'll tackle that down the road, of course. Uh, but today we're going to talk once again about uh, manufacturing in America, okay, and, 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 and when it, specifically when it comes to so, uh, solar America. What we say here uh, on the energy, the labor and energy show is energy is not a political issue. 
Okay, even though it, it is, it really shouldn't be. It's not a union issue. It's a human issue. Let's keep America in the game before somebody else makes a decision for us. Uh, I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Nick Acavella, who's the Senior Vice President of Public Affairs and Communications uh, for Coalition for a Prosperous America. Uh, Nick, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You know, this is a really important topic. Uh, so appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity to fill everybody in on what's going on. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we've we've been, uh, you know, working real hard. And, and listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a labor Democrat, man. I, I always uh, and still do feel strong about the environment and all those things. But honestly, had no idea about the details and the realities of what's going on until one of our refineries, PES, got shut down here in uh, in, in Philly. And uh, the, the world changed for us because the realities hit us incredibly hard. There's so many things going on in America. Um, our goal is to change the narrative and educate the general public on the common sense issues, okay? Um, so having said that, uh, if, if you would tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself and, and, and Coalition for a Prosperous America. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, my background, I spent uh, about eight years in D.C. Um, working in the House. Uh, I worked in the Senate for a period of time. Uh, I worked, you know, as they call it, uh, on the outside. I did some political campaigns as well. Uh, and, it, you know, it kind of brought me to, uh, to CPA. Uh, and CPA the best way to understand it simply about what we do is if you take Biden's build back better, you know, campaign and all the good pieces about what he wants to do. And, you know, Trump had his, uh, you know, America first agenda. So if you think about the, the best pieces of those, that's CPA. Uh, we want to make sure that American workers and American manufacturers have the best possible chance to compete for the good jobs in all the industries that are critical to the 21st century economy. And our members, uh, we literally have members in every sector, energy, textiles, you know, tool and dye, farmers, ranchers. Uh, we're happy that uh, AFL-CIO and the Teamsters have been a part of our organization from really the beginning. Um, so, you know, we, a lot of times people are talking about, you know, picking winners and losers in certain industries and, it's certainly more of a Republican talking point. And, and I like to tell people it, the only winners and losers that we're picking at CPA is that we want the American worker to win. We want the American manufacturer to win. Because when you start to dive down, and I think the energy industry really is indicative of this entire problem, yep. we're doing stuff so much cleaner here in the United States. I don't care if it's fossil fuels or solar or wind. We're doing it better in the United States by far. And our industries are under attack, mainly by China. And we really need to make the point to Congress and to the administration that these are important jobs and we have to keep them here. Um, you know, so that's just a little bit about us. Uh, you know, we've been around since 2007, but, you know, we've, we've really been hitting the ground running hard in the last four or five years. Um, and so that's what we work on. You know, we, yeah, we want to win the, the war for the good jobs. 
And, and you know, it's, it, it's funny because if you break down, one of the things people don't talk about are the details when it comes to energy. Uh, you know, there's a lot of slogans, a lot of things going on. Um, and, uh, you know, there's so many common sense. It really, in a sense, it just brings common sense into the process. That's kind of what we're doing. And, you know, from, from, from another angle, um, trying to, you know, just talk about the issues and, and, and common sense so, so people understand what's really going on. Uh, also, um, a lot of the legislation that's out there, a lot of the, the politics that, that, that go on, people... Uh, you know, so many people really don't understand what's happening. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we, we find in our broadcasts are that we everybody I mean, we care about. Obviously, we care about the environment and, and, and we, we, you know, we certainly are committed to it. But, um, you know, we as, as so many people do, but we, we don't think it's you know, we, we don't think it's prudent to to obviously, you know, jump on top of issues that you don't understand. And at the end, you could shoot yourself in the foot. And that's kind of what we're doing around here. Uh, in this country, I'd like you to to, to, to talk yeah, a little bit. That's absolutely right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's you know, it, there's six thousand products uh, com- comprised of fossil fuels. A lot of them are renewables. Um, imagine we shoot ourselves in the foot, and then of course we have to, uh, you know, we have to depend on our sworn enemies, uh, you know, overseas to you know to get the same products we already have uh, here in the United States. And it's a disgrace that we're even talking about it um, at the level we are. But I'm coming from. Uh, you know, and, and Krauss and I are coming from an area, you know, of, of labor. And, you know, these these issues we thought we knew. We realized that fairly quickly when they shut a refinery down down here uh, that had one unit down out of 33 and gave up everything that had to do with it uh, and could get no, no support from our political friends and didn't understand why. Well, it turned out that the other side, um, when I say the other side, it, it, it was somewhat surprising, but the, the extreme left uh, movement uh, was speaking louder than us. And that game had to change. Okay, we either work together or, or, or we're working against ourselves. So having said that, um, let's let's touch a, a little on the history of solar. I want to I want to yeah. get into this uh, because um, we're, you know you mentioned China and 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 what's going on you know and and it's um, something people have to know. Well, who who invented it? Where where was it and in, in, invented it and why? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I mean, like most great innovations, the United States invented the modern solar panel back in the 1950s. Um, you know, I mean, it took a long time for the industry to scale up where it was commercially viable, you know, and, and I think it's moving in a direction now where, uh, you know, solar really could make up a decent part of our energy supply. You know, we still are going to need fossil fuels for the foreseeable future, you know, barring any incredible innovation. Uh, but even the intelligence community and you know when i was in the senate i i was a spokesman uh, for senate intel for for a little while uh, you know my old boss and the ic will tell you it's important for economic and national security to have a diversified energy sector to have a diversified grid and and they definitely don't want us to be dependent on china exactly. you know for for our energy supply but no we invented solar in this country and for a while it was American workers and American manufacturers who were dominating the industry. China, in the early 2000s, solar was not even on their radar. The CCP, they didn't care about solar. 
they were building coal-fired power plants. They were trying to industrialize. They didn't identify solar as something important. As soon as they did, and this is the classic CCP playbook, and they're very public about it. If you look at their Made in China 2025 plan, they tell us exactly what they want to do, and they wanted to dominate the industry. And I think, you know, probably your listeners, and I'm sure, you know, your colleagues and folks that you guys know, probably better than most people, when they want to dominate an industry, they don't play fair. Of course not. They're going to do whatever it takes to steal those jobs, to steal that innovation, to steal the technology, and have domestic, have the domestic production completely gutted in our country and start to make it over there. And that was really what they started in about 2010. Uh, they, they basically made the decision that, you know, the U.S. is a leader in solar. Well, not for long. And unfortunately, our leaders in government – we're totally fine with them and their approach and, and not being tough on trade. <laughs> it wasn't until 2012, actually, and I give a lot of credit to President Obama, and it's really unfortunate because Joe Biden was in the White House at this time. I mean, he was his vice president. Uh, president Obama in 2012 put tariffs on Chinese solar because they were dumping product into our country, undercutting our manufacturers, who, you know, employ thousands of workers. And so our company started to go out of business. Um, You know, there's really one company in the U.S., uh, First Solar, there in Ohio. Uh, They're a member of CPA. We're incredibly proud to have them. They have a different uh, manufacturing process where, you know, they use basically a patented series of metals that they put on the panel. So they don't use the traditional polysilicon wafer, which is most of the panels from China. So they're kind of protected in the sense that they have a different patented technology. But if it wasn't for them and some of the other, you know, Q-Cells is another company that's made investments down in Dalton, Georgia. Um, You know, they're basically making a gamble that our leaders are going to be smart enough to wake up and get tough on trade and give our manufacturers the ability to compete fairly. And that's, that's really, they'll tell you they don't even really need it to be fair in the sense that just protect them from China's unfair practices. Right, right. I mean, just give that, them a shot. Before we go to break, I mean, you know, it's almost like being in the twilight zone, okay? I mean, it, and by the way, obviously, energy is, 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 is uh, far from the only industry that, that we allow this to happen. We, we allow, uh, you know, China uh, to, you know, to, to operate on slave labor. Uh, businesses get over there, manufacture products at, a, you know, a, a penny on the dollar and come back here and, and, and sell them uh, and undercut our manufacturers and our businesses in, in America. And we let it happen. And, of course, yep. um, it, it is like being in the twilight zone. It's our country. You know, we can maintain and, 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 and control our own standards, but not if our head's in the sand. Uh, let's, let's do this, Nick. Um, let's, let's, let's take a, a quick break, and, uh, and, and we'll have more from the Labor and Energy Show after the break. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. 
Did you know that natural gas with carbon capture and storage ensures a more stable and cost-effective energy supply than renewables alone? Did you know? First chartered in 1903, Steamfitters Local 420 has been constructing and installing mechanical systems throughout the Delaware Valley for over a century. United by excellence, this local is proud to have worked on projects such as the Sun Oil Refineries, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and the stadiums for all our Philly teams. From helmets to hard hats, Local 420 represents the history of Philadelphia. Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, business manager. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained and most productive productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. If you own a company and you're not producing a podcast for potential clients and customers, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428 and ask for this radio special. Our partnership will enhance your business and your social media presence. Guaranteed. That's right. Guaranteed. And your monthly cost? As low as $500. Plus, you'll work with a 38-year media veteran and a Jacob Media team that dominates on YouTube and utilizes a bucket of assets that will support your professional podcast. All for the low monthly cost of $500. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. Portions of tonight's labor and energy special are being supported by the members of the labor union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, business manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. And welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of the Labor and Energy Show, along with J-Doc. I'm Joe Krause. J-Doc, right in the middle of a good conversation. And don't forget, as we roll on in August and September, as previously mentioned, we have great upcoming information that we're going to cover in our Labor and Energy Summits. J-Doc, over to you. Thanks, Krause. Um, yeah, we're here with Nick Acavella, Senior Vice President, Public Affairs uh, and, com- uh, and Communications for Coalition for a Prosperous America. Uh, Nick, uh, talk about uh, the size and, and, and scope of solar today. Um, you know, it's 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 really, in, in a sense, um, it, it's growing like there's no tomorrow. Describe it, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the industry really has taken off. And... You know, our friends on the other side of this issue, and we kind of uh, alluded to this, you know, it's it's the far left climate change advocates 
you know, and, and I mean, we're talking about solar here. This is a renewable energy. Yeah. yeah. So you would think that they would be on board and, and aligned, but you know, I, I could get into that in a, in a little bit, but the industry really grew uh, when president Trump implemented 201 tariffs in 2018. Our, our manufacturers as a result of those tariffs had a 10 year high in, in, in market share uh, of almost 20%. And this was after, almost a decade of China targeting them and their workers so that they could put them out of business. And since then, I mean, you know, it, it's really been an, a renaissance in the industry. We're installing more solar than ever. The cost is continuing to go down. I mean, in, in all aspects of the industry, it looks very good with the one caveat that we really have done nothing to protect our manufacturers and our workers from China's predation. And, you know, recent decisions by the Biden administration, unfortunately, um, you know, can, can only be described as, as a pro-China policy. You know, it's, it's really taking the side of the Chinese manufacturers over the American ones. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's really common sense when you dig into, when you dig into the issues. Um, what, what, what is the response when, when, um, you know, when, when we're asking those questions uh, to the White House on, on, on where's the common sense in that? Uh, you know, Biden's been phenomenal for, uh, with, with, you know, with our, our, our unions in, in, in America in one sense. But then and now and, and like I said, of course, um, we love to see a unionized workforce. Um, obviously, you know, doing the, the solar panels, but we can't do the panels if, if they're not here. Okay, we, we can't manufacture them if they're being manufactured somewhere else. Um, what what is the response from the White House when simple common sense questions are asked in regards to why uh, they've taken that position? So it, it really comes down to the the White House Climate Office and John Kerry and Gina McCarthy. Uh, you know, Ali Zaidi is another one. It really comes down to this. It's their firm belief that climate change is such a risk that we have to be dependent on Chinese solar imports made with slave labor and produced by coal-fired power plants. And by the way, they're also shipped using fossil fuels across the ocean to the U.S. Yeah, you just mentioned something. It makes no sense. (laughs) Yeah, well, what what makes less sense is that – the United States is 13% of the world's uh, carbon footprint, and we can't control what's going on over in, in China, okay? Uh, that particular office that you're talking about, I mean, I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm an iron worker, okay? Uh, you know, I, but thinking about this, um, what, what, what is the response when we say we cannot control? Yes, we have the best workforce in, in, in the world. Okay. No one can compete with us when 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 we give when we're given the opportunity. But the question I have is, um, you know, they're they're so concerned about the environment. At least we can control our standards. We can't control those in China. What's the answer there? You know, they really don't have a good one. And that's that's not good. One of the things I always bring up to them. And, you know, we we had a meeting. Some of our manufacturers have had meetings with the White House. China built more coal-fired power plants in 2020 than the rest of the world combined, and that had even decommissioned, just to produce polysilicon. 
So in a more simpler, you know, uh, understanding of that, we added coal-fired power plants globally because we're dependent on cheap Chinese solar. <laughs> and when given the choice between less incentivize more domestic manufacturing, less incentivize more workers in America producing this stuff, they decide to go with the Chinese. And, you know, at first yeah. it was just a head scratcher, to be honest with you, because, I mean, you know, in full disclosure, I, I'm a Republican, but, you know, I'm a pro-worker Republican. I think a lot of my, you know, Republicans in Congress, I disagree with them, you know, vehemently on trade, uh, on pro-worker policies. Um, you know, and I hope more people in the Republican Party kind of wake up uh, and, and move towards that. But, you know, I thought Biden is coming in. He established a Made in America office. He campaigned on creating 10 million clean new jobs. You know, this was going to be the time to shine for America's solar manufacturers. And unfortunately, all they've seen is a White House that is really unwilling to help them in the slightest. And in pretty much every case has actually worked directly against them. And I, I think it was came as a shock to a lot of people in the industry. You know, these are people deeply committed to, to America. They make a product that provides renewable energy. You know, it should align with all the goals of the administration. And it just shows you how powerful the climate change lobby is that they've basically suckered people into believing that we have to import slave labor solar panels made from coal yeah. over supporting America. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it's 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 again, it's like being in the twilight zone. We yeah, we want the jobs here. We want to be able to control our own standards, uh, you know, our own environmental standards. Uh, and we can do that. It, uh, you know, like I said, it's a, this is not a union issue. This is not a it, and I'm, I'm talking about, you know, literally um, it's not a, a political. It shouldn't be a political issue, even though it is it is only one. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that it's a human issue. And I think if everybody. One of the things that's important is, um, you know, in labor, we have terms that that, uh, you know, uh, like right to work and, and, and paycheck protection, things that there are difficult, diff- obvious differences with the Republican Party. And those are those are terms that yeah. um, people don't understand. OK. And so um, and, and, and therefore we lose the PR battle and, and, and common sense and education um, is, is what we try to do. Let's take it a step farther. Uh, I'm, that was an example. Um, all we want to do right now, man, is uh, take the message and, 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 and take the reality of what's going on. I don't want to throw politics in this. I want to throw I want my family members. I want my friends or the people that really think, uh, you know, when I, and I'm going to say that, you know, people think right to work is who would go be against that? Well, you know, it's it's not exactly by any stretch of, of what you think. It's the right to, right to work without uh uh, in a union workplace without um, being a part of the union. Well, that's not what people think it is. Let me just say this, clean environment and all those things that we've all been talking about. Even I, I was talking about, I, like I said, I'm a, a Democrat and, 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 and uh, proud of it and, and have always been passionate about the environment until I actually started to learn. And I mean, I always am. And, and some of the things we were doing um, until I realized that we were potentially depleting ourselves, um, shutting ourselves down, and we couldn't control what China was doing. In other words, it's it, it's Absolutely. like being, it's like being in the, in in the, in the um, twilight zone. 
uh, sitting there and almost putting your, your you know uh, all your eggs in a basket that you know is 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 something you absolutely can't control and before we know it it's going to bite us in the butt so how, you know it, it, it's one thing we just want the people to understand that um and and understand you know our regular family members we're going to have the environmental left when you start thinking about those policies you're talking about okay coming out of washington they you know it, it, it it's it's unexplainable how somebody would would shut their own stuff down and depend on uh, you know a, a, a communist regime and 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 in a world where slave labor is um, you know is is the name of the game and then coming back they're not they're not uh, creating slave labor and then sending it over there and giving it get, sending it over to us and giving it to us cheaper okay they're making a massive profit and we're letting them do it. And so what happens is regular American people, we're out there working for our families. We're doing all these things. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about the, you know, the, the, you know, the energy sector, uh, Nick, one of the things we've noticed in, is that it's, it's such an intellectual sector. Okay. It's such an intellectual topic. Okay. Well, the, the far left is sitting there coming out of the uh, woodwork to, talking about save the whale and the trees. Where on our side, which is something people save the whales and the trees. Which, which on the on the energy side, the message can be so complicated, people don't understand it. We're trying to, for lack of a better term, dumb it down. Let regular uh, Joes like me uh, and, and Krause understand uh, the common sense of what we're actually doing, and then have a voice to actually do something about it before we shoot ourselves in the foot and, and we take it too far. So, um, a quick question. There's a lot, there's been a lot of advances in solar technology. What, what are some of the most important ones? Well, I mean, I, as, as the industry has really grown and I think I mentioned first solar, you know, if, if you look at the way that they've innovated, they are not dependent one bit on the Chinese for their business model. You know, so their innovation, I think, is really something special in uh, in the industry. But, you know, it's, it's all just about bringing costs down. You know, obviously, there's some automation that goes into it. You know, all, a lot of these factories are automated. But there's still plenty of jobs for workers. You know, one of the factories uh, that, that first solar built, their labor cost for that factory is $47 million a year. And that's just for that factory alone. It doesn't even include, you know, the suppliers that they're bringing in, the people installing the panels and the commercial and residential spaces, you know, for the utility sector. I mean, at at CPA, we have an an amazing economics team. When you create a manufacturing job, it, it doesn't just create one job in the manufacturing facility. It does go into other parts of the economy the estimates are anywhere from 10 to 15 other jobs are created. And that's why at CPA we prioritize really the creation of what we call good paying, you know, a high quality job. Not in the sense that it's a Wall Street executive, but it's a good manufacturing job. You know, we used to have millions of these jobs in the United States. Right. And our trade policies led to them going overseas. You know, so it, that's, really what, what, that's really what this is about. Yeah, no question about it. And, and having said that, one one of the things that we all we we love to see is that when we do bring these jobs back, okay, and and uh, this manufacturing back, and God knows we have to do it. 
It's as simple as if I can beat uh, our, our listeners over the head by one, you know, with one thing. It's um, we're, we're willing to give up our, our jobs and our industry uh, to, you know, to a, uh, a communist uh, country who we cannot control the environment. We, we cannot control their standards. We cannot control uh, their workforce. Uh, but when we get it back here. Obviously, we want it to be, uh, you know, we want to uh, create our standards, create good paying jobs um, and and uh, and really uh, be able to control our own destiny um, like we should. Well, you know, listen, America is the greatest country on Earth and uh, we always share Absolutely. our resources, uh, but we can't do it if we're if, if we're willing to shut ourselves down. By the way, we haven't even mentioned, um, obviously, our energy independence, which we, re- you know, obviously we obtained and we couldn't wait to give it up. Um, having said that, now let, 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 let's take a short break. We're going to have more from the Labor and Energy Show after the break. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know that CO2 can be safely and permanently stored underground? Did you know? What's a Boilermaker? We're the skilled welders, riggers, and craftspeople who will help you grow your competitive edge. We step up when others step back, and we do the job right, on time, on budget, and safely. No drama, just results every time. We're the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers, and everything we do begins with our bond. Let's get to work together. Visit bestintrade.com. The Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit FuelingUSJobs.com slash action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community, a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative. And welcome back, everyone, to this edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause, presented by PBF Energy. One segment to go on the big show. J. Doc, over to you, brother. Oh, thank you, Krause. Uh, you know, we've got it. We're having a, a fantastic conversation with Nick Acavella, who's the VP, Senior VP of Public Affairs and Communications for Coalition for a Prosperous America. A part of that uh, organization, uh, the AFL-CIO and, and of course, uh, a, a ton of U.S. manufacturers, uh, and, and as well as the Teamsters and, uh, and a company called First Solar, which we're talking about uh, on the broadcast. Um, we're, 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 we're talking about the... the, the the situation with China and their manufacturing um, these products. And at the end of the day, uh, we, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, solar panels were, you know, were started here in, in America, how we, how we were, were willing to give that up. 
Um, what 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 is 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 literally unimaginable to you, but but it's not, you know listen we do it with sneakers okay so and we you know we do it with a ton yeah. of products it's cheaper to 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 to, to make them uh, overseas with slave labor um, you know I I have, you know there have been you know you look at some of the the issues uh, with labor over there suicide nets. Um, for, for workers so they don't jump off of the uh, off of the roofs. Um, they're working all day for pennies on the dollar. It's absolutely inhumane. But yeah, let's support that. Let's let's uh, let them bring their products over here um, that they've manufactured for pennies. And of course, let's let's uh, you know let's buy them for the at, at, at the top dollar. That's sarcasm, of course. Um, what is the average production of solar panels globally? What is and and, and what's the percentage of those that that, that are manufactured in in uh, produced in, in the United States versus China? Well, I, you know, it's like I mentioned at the start when when we invented solar in this country, and yeah, you know, before the Chinese decided they were going to dominate it, yeah, pretty much ninety five percent of the panels were produced in the U.S. Uh, as soon as China started targeting our industry, our imports rose exponentially, our domestic production cratered. Um, it was only really in 2018 when, when the 201 safeguards were put in, um, you know, the tariffs that our domestic producers increased their production. You know, they, they were able to, you know, to actually do that and make investment in the United States, uh, so we're, we're producing now about 20%, give or take, you know, a little bit uh, domestically. Um, you know, and, and it's still because China's able to dump product into into the U.S. market. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're pretty smart about it. They, you know, once we put the tariffs on Chinese imports, they moved to four countries in Southeast Asia. And they set up basically many Chinas there. They have factories there. They ship almost a finished product. You know, they package it and assemble it in the, one of those four countries, and it comes to the U.S. free, you know, of a duty or a tariff. Um, you know, our manufacturers asked the Commerce Department to look into that case uh, because that, that's what's called circumvention under the eyes of, of U.S. law. Yeah. And you can't just package it up in another country if, if we have a tariff on you. You know, that's illegal trade activity. What, what, and, what, what, what's the status of the tariff situation? So, I mean, the tariffs have been implemented all the way back to President Obama uh, in 2012. You know, I mean, he had the foresight to say solar is an important industry. We could employ a lot of Americans. We could have a lot of manufacturing here. You know, the Chinese are doing illegal trade activity. You know, let's put let's put tariffs uh, on Chinese imports. The problem is implementing those tariffs. You know, they they basically have been gutted. Um because so of circumvention the, the process? Because of circumvention and because, uh, and this was actually a mistake that the Trump administration made, and then uh, Biden recently you know, basically codified it. The product that's imported to the U.S. in most cases is what's called a bifacial solar panel. So m- meaning it literally you know, has a panel on two sides, right, a two-sided panel. That product is exempt from the tariffs. And, and Biden, when he extended the tariffs, uh, he, that's what he did. He exempted these products. So, you know, Bank is that, of the most, is that one of the most popular of, products? Nick, I'm, I apologize. It is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the most imported product. So, sort of. 
basically it's it's a tariff and name only. It doesn't get applied. You know, all of the Chinese uh, producers were very happy with that decision. <laughs> and, no you know, our American manufacturers, it hurt them. You know, it, it did. Um, so they're basically competing against, you know, unfair trade practices. Yep. And they have an administration who's, you know, taking action to help the Chinese over them. But we could bring this industry back. I mean, it's, there's a very clear roadmap to how we do it. And what is it's, it? a, it's, a mix, it's a mix of a strategy that is really common sense. The first is we can't allow foreign producers to target our workers and our manufacturers and do illegal activity. So if they're dumping product, if they're using slave labor, we need to put tariffs on them. We need to be tough on trade. Our trade policy has to be a pro-worker trade policy. Just, you know, end of story. Uh, our workers, if they're given the opportunity, they're going to beat any other country any day. Yeah, we have the best, most innovative workers in this country, and it's always going to be like that. But we have to give them the opportunity to, to compete. The second is, you know, the this is something that the government needs to decide is an important industry. And this is not just for solar. You know, I think the federal government needs to decide that bringing back manufacturing jobs is a good role for the federal government. This is, this is good for workers. It's good for our country. We just saw what happened with COVID and the supply chain crisis and how we've offshored millions of jobs and means of production elsewhere and what that did to our country, to prices. You know, we have this horrible inflation number right now, and I know the administration, you know, it, it, it's something that, just to be honest, is really tough for them because we have almost 10 percent inflation. But our supply chain crisis is contributing to that. We're having to bring in goods that are made overseas that used to be made in this country. The cost of shipping has gone up astronomically, you know, so – this is another area for the federal government. We need to have tax credits for our domestic producers. Yep. The other nations give manufacturers tax credits and tax incentives on, on employment and labor, on making capital uh, expenditures to build new factories. This is all good for the country. And again, at, at CPA, we, we don't t we're not advocating just for one industry. I mean, we would like to see this in every industry. You know, let's actually have an industrial policy that's pro-worker, pro-manufacturer in this country, and we can do it. And, 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 you know. and I mean, no question about it. We, you know, we've cannibalized ourselves in, in many ways. Uh, I get a kick out of people blaming unions, all, all 11 or 12 percent of us, OK, across the board. The <laughs> fact that the fact of the matter is, is that there has to be a balance here. Um, one of the we you know, we've gone to uh, you know, we, we bring what? Why is the uh, why is the administration uh, against uh, you know solar panels and and uh, you know as as as, as uh, part of its renewables policy? It, it really comes down to the the climate change you know policy folks in the administration are winning against the labor folks in the administration. I mean, we have allies in the Biden administration who know it's important to be tough on China on trade, who knows what it means when you say you want to have a worker-centric trade policy. I mean, these are folks who are pro-worker, pro-America, 
you know, down to, to the, their, their last, you know, bone in their body. And then we have folks like John Kerry, who, frankly, he's fine with having a slave labor jobs program because we're importing Chinese solar panels uh, because, you know, he, he says that the climate change crisis is that, is that critical to solving. I mean, he, he, he's made comments before in the past that his area is really not to look at you know, slave labor. It's to, he's the climate change person. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because these two things are they're not they're correlated. You know, nobody operates in a vacuum. What's the difference in climate ch- in, in, in the impact on the on the climate? You know, let's just forget about the jobs for a second. If the if solar panels are coming from China or America. I don't I mean, you know, I'm an idiot and, 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 a, and, a, and a schmuck, but um, it, it, it's kind of the same. Yeah, obviously, when we're importing, uh, you know, a fuel. Okay, we're not willing to. We won't pick at the 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 docks, and we're not going to pick at uh, uh, you know uh, imports. But you know, we're picking those coming from Arkham. But we're not stopping imports. Okay, we still need them. Okay, um, you know what what is the difference with the impact of the environment from 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 solar panels coming from China and 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 uh, and, and being made and manufactured uh, in the, in the United States? That's almost sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, no, it's it's a uh, it's not even close. I mean, if we produced in this country, you know, panels and modules, it is not even close to the footprint that is happening in China. I mean, yeah. China is still using dirty coal-fired power plants. There's a professor out in California who did a a study, a Chinese imported solar panel. And he didn't even calculate the cost, you know, of carbon to actually ship it across the ocean. Just its production. That panel has to be on for 10 years to be carbon neutral. So every Chinese panel, it takes a decade for it to actually come back to carbon neutral. So I've said to the climate change folks, if you're for climate change, and look, I was born in Florida. I don't want anything bad to happen to our environment. You know, and I don't know anybody in Congress really that does. I mean, I think there's certain skeptics and that sort of thing, but you know, I think they're more outliers. But it's common sense to to want to make things here. It's we're going to make it cleaner. These are really good paying jobs. It's manufacturing. It's important to the country. You know, it's common sense, just point and simple. And you know, they they don't have a good response to that. Uh, and it's, they, you know, it's just more about politics to them, unfortunately. And we got to keep up this fight. I mean, we really do. And the labor community, you know, AFL-CIO put out a statement last year about building the clean energy jobs in the global solar supply chain. You know, we were happy to work with them on that. We've been in this fight with them. It, the labor community is going to be the ones, I think, who can actually stand up to the climate change folks and tell them you're wrong. We I mean, can do we this you listen. In this country, and it's important. And and we either work together or or we're working against one another. And it, and the end game looks scary if 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 we allow that to happen. Uh, Nick, real quick, we got about thirty seconds left. What can people do to have you know who are listening to this broadcast that are learning, um, you know, to have their voices heard, uh, to get some common sense in this game from the masses. Best thing you can do is is get in touch with your your congressmen, your senators. You know, the Biden administration, they sabotaged a case 
that the Commerce Department was investigating into illegal Chinese activity. If, if the administration is not willing to stand up for American workers against illegal trade activity, we're in real trouble. You know, this, this can be a great success story for everybody involved. And I think that's got to be the message. We got to be tough on China. We have to have policies that support American workers and American manufacturers. If you give us a chance to compete, we're going to win the day every single time. Yeah, that's right. it. Point blank. Nick Acavella, uh, Senior Vice President, Public Affairs and Communications uh, for the Coalition for Prosperous America. Thanks so much for joining us on the Labor and Thank Energy Show. Thank you guys show. for having me. You know, it's, it's, it, and we really appreciate your time, and, and we've got a lot of work to do, man, and we got to do it together. Uh, Krause, back to you. Not bad, J-Doc. Great job, J-Doc, one-on-one today uh, for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show. And we thank everyone uh, who continues to tune in every week to the Labor and Energy Show. Remember, our job is to educate the public, educate you on the truth on what is the reality, not what is the narrative. We begin until we end. That's going to do it for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show. Along with J-Doc, I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. You can help. Call your congressperson before the upcoming midterm elections and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. Visit fuelingusjobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. The Eastern Atlantic State's Regional Council of Carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers, including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure. The safest, best trained, and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job. Whether it's energy from nuclear, wind, coal, natural gas, or offshore wind, the EAS carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on. If you're interested in a job in construction, visit EASCarpenters.org or follow us on social at EAS Carpenters.